0: Welcome to Film School Radio, the on-air online showcase for the best in independent documentary and foreign films. Every Friday morning from 9 to 10 a.m. Pacific and online at filmschoolradio.com. I'm your host, Mike Kaspar. When a simple organ harvesting caper goes awry, a twist of fate unites three of society's forgotten and ignored. El Monstro. <laughs> you know what, Ryan? I'm going to ask you to help me with El Monstro. El, El Monstro. El Monstro. There you go. A, a, a disgraced uh, Mexican wrestler working as a hired, hired muscle for a local crime boss. Crystal, a recovering addict desperate enough to arrange a black market kidney transplant to save her husband's life. And Randy, a lovable 2 strike convict fresh out of prison, Curse with a full-face swastika tattoo and a best friend guilting him into some hair-raising, hair-brained, pardon me, kidnapping scheme. And that is sort of, kind of, the broadest of outlines into a really fun film called Low Life. And we're lucky enough to have with us today the director of Low Life, and that would be Ryan Prouse. Ryan, welcome to Film School.
1: Hi, thank you for having me on. Thank you. Hey, for, you got it. Go ahead. Uh, it's a pretty uh, complicated film. Uh, uh, I can never pitch it myself. It's a really good job.
0: <laughs> Thank you. Well, I had help on that one. But, uh, yeah, it is uh, – it, it, you're right. There's just a lot of stuff going on, and um, it's very well executed. It is a film that has energy, a lot of life, a lot of twists and turns. Uh, there is some really funny, dark, funny moments in the film. Uh, but it'll keep you on the edge of your seat and uh, ask you where you came across this particular property. How did it, how did this film come about?
1: Uh, Yeah, we, uh, a a whole group of us went to film school together. Um, Pretty much there were five writers total, myself included in that. And then uh, a bunch of the, the production side of it as well. We all went to school together and, um, so yeah, we we initially came up with the idea of doing a crime anthology film, uh, and and like you said, there's the the film's kind of uh, segmented into these these different vignettes where you follow characters and they start kind of overlapping, the stories start overlapping. But initially, it was just going to be, you know, if we had to do it, we could um, we could uh, you know just shoot short films, nights and weekends, whatever we, we could do to get the movie made.
0: Huh. it it feels like you and the the actors in the film must have performed together as well as just writing it feels like a film that was uh, uh a lot of well i'll say rehearsals but uh workshop i don't know there's a there's a vibe to it that it's an ensemble work of uh regarding people who work together is that
1: yeah definitely okay. we had um i'd worked with Nikki michelle who plays uh crystal
0: mm-hmm. um
1: we had done a short film together out of school uh, called of Carito. People can check that out if they uh, are interested. It's online, and that uh, we um, from that we, we built the story around her. We kind of made her first character and then started building the story around it. But a lot of the the cast were uh, people I had worked with before on previous stuff, and then you know we kept, we filled in some blanks with just like you know, incredible performers. Mark Burnham, who plays Teddy. Yeah. Um, he just came in kind of cold to audition as well as Ricardo, who plays uh, El Monstro. So, like, I hadn't met them before, but they kind of fit into the family pretty quickly. Um, and it definitely was, just because it was so, you know, such a low-budget labor of love kind of thing, it was a, uh, a bunch of friends making a movie and, and, yeah, here we are. So
0: it really was, it was a cool process. As I often find in the case of a film with obviously not a tremendous amount of a budget, that there is an, a this uh, that level of creativity, that sort of it, that ability to kind of roll with things. Again, yeah, it feels like a film that you that you just made it work. Yeah, and it was
1: it was born one hundred percent out of necessity. It was just it was designed to be something we could do no matter what and then you know the mantra i was always kind of chanting to everybody and, I, and it was really just like leading the way for the whole team i think was was uh making the budget your aesthetic so it was like you know we had no money we wanted to make something kind of grimy and low budget and you know it needed to fit the world that we were doing and and did that and you know the cool thing about it was because we put it together ourselves we initially tried to get funding and that didn't go through so we kind of had to raise funding uh, uh ourselves yeah and with that it became it was a, it was more freeing where we could actually just you know do the movie that no one would ever give us permission to make You know, we made just kind of the, the wildest <laughs> version of the movie that way um yeah. which i'm really proud about you know it's on uh on-demand VOD as well today.
0: Oh, it is? Where, where can we yeah. see it on demand? I didn't catch that.
1: Um, it's all the, like, iTunes, Infinity, uh, okay. Amazon. It's
0: all that. Okay. Cable stuff, yeah. So check it out, com, and look for it. Uh, again, yeah, this crazy aesthetic. Now, I, I you know, when I see a film like yours, I, I can't help myself. I have to ask you where some of your influences came in because it feels like a film, like a lot of, early uh, young filmmakers, this is your first feature, right? Do I have that correct? Yeah. yeah. First feature film, it feels like, all right, you you've, you're sort of synthesizing an awful lot of things that, that attracted you to being a filmmaker into this film. I, I, am I being fair to you on that? Yeah, definitely. Okay. So who would you sort of identify? So for people who are looking for sort of a reference point, uh, because it's very original. I don't mean to you know discount what you've done here, but... Oh, not at all. Yeah, y- no. yeah. I mean, it,
1: it helps. Yeah, just a yeah. reference. Yeah, um, I mean, it's been compared a lot to like the pulp fiction, early sort of Tarantino vibe, and it's you know I think that's just kind of like the crazy, funny crime stuff. Um, when I was pitching it around, I, I pitched it as like a you know Paul Verhoeven, RoboCop meets uh, uh, John Cassavetes kind of yeah. Yeah. <laughs> dark. You know drama.
0: It, it reminds me, and it, the Tarantino reference, I think, is that because you do play with the the timeline. You play with the sort of that you know. Our, we we move back and forth into into different stories, and we pick them up at different points. And so, yeah,
1: and, and you know, Tarantino always like talks about, um, which I was a, definitely a good lesson of like from. He took it from Elmore Leonard, but it being like. You know, the story's happening and it's just going along as all stories do. And then some little hiccup becomes the story where, you know, then you start following uh, that as opposed to, like, what the normal, like, caper is supposed to be or whatever. So, this definitely, you know, like, Love the Cohen stuff, Fargo was a big influence. Those type of, like, small, intimate sort of pieces that then have, like, a genre bent to it was definitely where we were kind of coming from.
0: Right, and, and again, I, you know, there's a couple other things that I see it, and I don't mean to to preempt what you're talking about, but there's a, there's an Australian early like a there's an Australian vibe to it, and I know Tarantino was influenced by yeah. some of those I'll early. Yeah,
1: the uh, stuff. Yeah,
0: yeah. As w- yes, exactly. As well, so that there is that aesthetic, and also Roger Corman. There, there's, I mean, you look back on you know the people who have come before you as a filmmaker, and they've influenced people who have influenced you, and that this feels very much like like that. And um,
1: so much of that stuff, I mean, that's great because like it really is just like the biggest influence to me from a lot of that was just these people that <coughs> just. Figured out how to make the movie, no matter what. You exactly, know? And, they, and they and they designed and wrote the movie to be the movie they could make, and yeah. that was a big, you know, push for us as well.
0: Yeah, and and the reviews have been just r- remarkable. Uh, if you go to Rotten Tomatoes, and I know this is kind of a sort of a dividing line for a lot of people, d- uh, Rotten Tomatoes, but uh, but it is true because we're at a hundred. So. You, you're you're <laughs> exactly. You're keeping it a hundred right now uh, on Rotten Tomatoes, and and I think what the thing that comes through in reading the reviews and and seeing the film is. The energy, and again, that's something you just cannot manufacture if it's not there. And that comes from the story, but it also comes from the work of the people involved and, and the actors. There's a real energy here in, in the film. It just really comes across very, very well. Thank uh, you. I
1: appreciate
0: that. Yeah, and you mentioned Nicky Michaud uh, and Mark uh, Burnham as well as uh, – but El Monstro is just – I loved him. Ricardo Adam Zarate, am I, if I got yeah. that correct? Wow, he was really terrific, and and he is the sort of in my my mind. He's sort of the moral center of the film, and, and he and, and and something that we're rooting for almost immediately in this film is is El Monstro, uh, even though. <laughs> even though his anger does get the best of him at times, but it is still, there's something. it's still, he has, he has that, uh, he has sort of the hero's journey, if you will, going on in the film. And I think he provides a lot of uh, the anchor for people. uh, Yeah. We've
1: always kind of like seeing him as like a, like a knight sort of out of time. Like he's very, just has this like this code of honor. And, and that really goes back to uh, the luchador, uh, like lucha libre um, uh, world as well is, is, you know, it's like uh, the honor of the mask and the and the um, and what it represents, and him being like a hero of the people, and then you know the trouble he's in. Versus that was really exciting to kind of play with.
0: Yeah, yeah, a lot of fun, uh, and I got the, the sense, and I again, I mean, the, the Teddy, oh my God, what a monster! What a great performance on the part of Mark. Uh, Burnham in this role, he really, he really did a great job. And uh, there's so many things that just jolt you at the beginning of this film uh, that are uh, that you, as long as you're willing to hang around for for what comes after it, you're you're richly rewarded in terms of how the, everything plays out. It's just really a, a, a tremendous amount of, of fun. If if you're a film lover, this is the kind of movie where uh, it's a nod and a wink. And and you just have fun with it. Even though there's a fair amount of blood in the film, it it uh, that shouldn't put anyone off, really, in this day and age. So, yeah, definitely. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Now, so you're. I, I heard that you're at a film festival. I imagine that the reaction has just been uh, incredible for you in terms of your personal what you envisioned for the film and how it's gone about. Um, how 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 are you doing?
1: Right. <laughs> oh, it's been yeah, it's a dream come true. It's uh you know we made again we made this little movie like really for ourselves um, like to to do something we wanted to see and the fact that like you know we came all out of it where we're all still uh friends is pretty surprising and uh, <laughs> uh it doesn't have a lot of indie movies you know and um, and then we get to experience like the success together is really cool. I don't know. It just, it definitely, it's gone a lot farther than I could have hoped for.
0: Yeah. Are they, is everyone asking you for your second and third scripts now? Are you, is everybody's, what's your next one? What's your, you got a new script? You got, yeah, another? of course. Yeah. Well,
1: and, and <laughs> rightfully so, I think, I mean, I, I always kind of, when I talk to, uh, students as well, it's just like, have the next thing on deck because, you yeah. know, this yeah. opportunity is just there to open the door for the sure. next one. So yeah, we, the, the, the writing team, we've written a new script um, that we're in the process of kind of putting together now. Hopefully that'll be the next thing. And then my um, short film, Narco Grito, I mentioned, I've, I've written a feature version of that as well. So I'm trying to get that off the ground. So a couple things. We always kind of, jokingly, the writers, we refer to ourselves as like the Wu-Tang model of uh, screenwriting, <laughs> where we uh, we work really well together and then really well separately as well. So.
0: Well, fantastic! Well, congratulations to you for the for the the film, uh, the film again. is low life, and for the accolades and for your future. Uh, I, I look forward to it and hope that. Thank uh, you so much. Yeah, my my pleasure. I hope you come back with the, the, whatever is next. Uh, I look really, truly. It, it feels like you, you've got a, a real future ahead of you in filmmaking, and and keep these guys together. So, uh, so thank you. Uh, all right, Ryan, again, the film is low life. We've been speaking with the director, uh, Ryan Prowse. Thank you so much. Take care, man. Thank you. All right, all right bye. Bye bye. You've been listening to Film School Radio, the on air online showcase for the best in independent documentary and foreign films.